0: the title of athlete perhaps but which one does it weigh heavier on spring box uh, women or sprinter I think you
1: know just uh, a professional female athlete in general you know I think the reason I've made the transition is to show that I've got more than one side to me and I'm not just a listener as a sprinter mm-hmm. um, so I think for now Within my transition, uh, professional you know, female athlete—that's a
0: good title. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good one. Uh, you juggle these two sports, and you do that rather well, with a love for both of them. But what did you make of yesterday's um, women' box and just qualifying, and that you are a part of all of that? It's that absolutely amazing. You know, um, I think
1: from the netball female team and the the football team, Banya Banyana, as well as the Proteas women's team, in well you know, just how well they've been doing for women um, in sport in South Africa and now the 15th rugby team joining them. It's just unbelievable. I think we've been on a streak in terms of women in sport in South Africa, you know, just taking our stance and showing them that we are serious about our sports
0: and we're extremely passionate and, mm-hmm. you know, we can perform on the big scale as well. Yeah, definitely. When you and I chatted not too long ago, you said, why is nobody making noise about the Springbok women? They play in Kenya do you think that all the noise only came once the team qualified? And even if the team didn't qualify, no one actually cared.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think that they've they've played, what, two or four games before they played Kenya um, yesterday. And they've done extremely well in those games, you know, dominating the African countries. And I know it's, it's just African countries and maybe they don't, they're not seen, you know, as the tough teams like New Zealand and Australia. But I think it's all about the process and the journey and, I would like our country to back our teams within the process before we actually get to the world stage. Mm. And, you know, just see how much work we put into the journey and the process to get into the world stage and, and supporting us right through. Um So I'm happy that there's some noise <laughs> that's going on. And I just hope that the support will remain strong.
0: Will the support remain strong? Because let's talk about women's football. You said professional athlete. That is what you'd like to be seen as. And that on a global scale, yes, women can compete. Even the women box can do so. Is is there enough recognition, would you say? And is there enough being done for women's sport? I don't
1: think there is enough recognition, no. Um, is there enough being done from a management side? I don't think so either, but... From an athlete side and from a performance side, you know, I'm so proud of all the women competing in the various sporting codes. I mean, even though we don't have the same amount of resources, the same amount of support, the same mm-hmm. amount of exposure as our male counterparts do, you know, we still go there, we still fight, we still want to win the battle and, you know, we still have a lot of passion in our sports. So I think from the ethic side, there's definitely nothing done, but I just hope that from the management and the industry side that more will be
0: done. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we've got Women's Month to sort of elevate and highlight what it is that we want, but at the end of the day, it should be done 365 days a year and not just, you know, a month out of a year or a day because it, it, it is Women's Day. Alyssa, for you, when did the crossover happen? When did you decide I can be passionate about two sports and possibly be great at the both of them in one lifetime?
1: <laughs> you know, it's been the thing coming a while now. I've been in the track for about 21 years I'm competing and participating. So it's been a long journey for me on track. And Last year, Coach Paul Galport, who's the coach of the Seven Humans Team, approached me and, you know, he just kind of seeked advice as to where he can find sprinters and fast women and mentioned that he would love me to come out and try out for the team and be part of the team um, because he needs my speed. And, you know, it was just a seed that he planted about last year, August. And this year, March, I just decided, you know, let me challenge myself. I've I've been on track and I would love to go to 2020 Olympics in a different sporting coat. And hopefully, you know, me doing this, starting a brand new sport will motivate other women to keep dreaming and keep their sporting careers alive. Is it not nerve-wracking? Extremely. (laughs) I Every morning and I'm like, oh my word, what are you doing? You know, and it's coming closer to me playing my first tournament in 9th in September and as well as the Africa Cup um, in in October, which will be our Olympic qualification tournament. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's extremely nerve-wracking. But I'm I'm putting in the work every day. I'm picking the boxes and I can just believe in myself and and what I'm doing and hopefully it will all come together on the field.
0: So... You didn't go looking for the sport, but the sport came looking for you. And when Coach Dalport said, listen, this is what I need, and you kind of fit that, come on over. Didn't you sit back and think, this sounds a little bit crazy. I'm not going. Yeah, no, it took me, I think, a good
1: five to six months to actually accept the call. <laughs> you know, they, they asked me once or twice. And I was like, no, you guys are crazy. I'm a sprinter. This is what I'm born to do. I've Mm. never done a team sport. I've never touched a rap before. I cannot do this. I can maybe introduce you to a few fast girls, but this is not me. And, you know,
0: eventually I just decided, okay, I'm getting on a plane. I'm going to camp. And that's just what I did. Your parents, I mean, you come from a very close-knit, very supportive family. So weren't they Mm. also looking at you thinking, "Mm, this could possibly be the boy we never had? Because Alyssa seems to be trying (laughs) (laughs) everything. (laughs) Yeah, they were, they, were, they I mean, they
1: call me. Um, I was always in the time growing going up, you know, and they know I love challenging myself and I love accepting challenges. And um, I come from a very sporty family. My parents love rugby. Um, and, you know, they're just excited to see what I can do on the field. Obviously, they're a bit sad, you know, knowing that I'm retiring or taking a break from track. Um, But they're extremely supportive and they can't
0: wait to watch me. I can't wait either. So which way is it going? Do you wait to qualify to maybe make the decision as to stay or go back to the track? Yeah, I think that's that's definitely what's going to happen. So if we qualify for the
1: 2020 Olympic Games as the Stingbox team, which I believe we will, um, then I'm definitely going to pursue that goal and that dream to play in 2020 Tokyo um,
0: rugby. But if we don't, then he will see me on the 200. You've got options. What did you make of, yes, the women's Springboks yesterday? We spoke about that. But the Springbok team against Argentina uh, yesterday as well, do you think what they managed to do in in recent weeks means that the Cup is probably coming home from Japan to SA? I'm probably SA. I'm
1: extremely patriotic and I believe in our boys 100% and they're going to bring it home.
0: Thank you so much. Alyssa, thanks a million for chatting to us. Keep us uh, up to date with what it is that is happening in your career with the Springbok Sevens women's team as well and just your journey. We'd love to hear more You're on Radio 2000.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Romney. Have an awesome day, brother.
0: You too. Thank you so much. Alyssa, kindly there.